This is the most scandalous allegation to come out of the Ghislaine Maxwell story in quite some time. Allegedly, Ghislaine revealed that there are tapes of both former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump that exist. We're going to go through everything on this special episode of the Anthony On Air podcast. Now, usually we cover a wide variety of things, talk about a lot of stuff, but we have had our focus on the Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein. We've been obsessed. So if you want to know everything about this, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube or Facebook. There's links in the description below on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're everywhere. Make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss out on where this story goes. Here are all the details. Ira Rosen, CBS producer. He writes a book called Ticking Clock, Behind the Scenes at 60 Minutes. Okay, just came out this week. In this book, he details a meeting that he had with Ghislaine Maxwell, where supposedly Maxwell spills the beans that there are indeed tapes of both of these former presidents, Clinton and Donald Trump. All right, so it's 2016. The election's going on. Things are getting heated, if you remember. Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Rumors buzzing all around um, you know, as happens around election time, everybody out there is trying to get the story, the scoop, the whatever that's going to uh, land them lots of acclaim and kill the chances of the person that they want to kill the chances of getting elected president of the United States. Rosen makes no secret here of what his agenda was. He was trying to stop Donald Trump from becoming president. Must have been a rough past four years for Mr. Rosen. So let's paint the picture. He gets Maxwell and arranges a meeting with her. And at this meeting, he wants to acquire the tapes of Donald Trump that he has heard about. We've heard there's all kinds of stuff, right? Everybody's heard the rumor mills. He gets the meeting with her. He sits down with her. He says this, and I quote, I want the tapes. I know he, meaning Epstein, was videotaping everyone, and I want the tapes of Trump with the girls. Rosen claims that Maxwell responded that she didn't know where they were, the tapes, to which Rosen emphasized the prospect of Trump possibly winning the presidency if these alleged tapes didn't come out. Then he says that Maxwell looks him dead in the eyes and says, I am the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Clinton. Rosen said that then Maxwell says this is all pointless anyway because Hillary is way ahead in the polls at the time, so there's no need for this story to come out. Beyond that, he claims that she told him Epstein never disclosed to her where those alleged tapes were, so she couldn't even get them to him if she wanted. There's a lot to unpack here. We're going to unpack all of them. As I said, obviously, Ira trying to ruin Trump's bid at president here. Um, but in this weird way, she allegedly, according to Ira, confirms that these tapes do indeed exist and are somewhere. Now, there's plenty that tie 
Bill Clinton to Epstein. Plenty to go around. I mean, we have those photos of him on the Africa trip that they were on. We have Ghislaine at the <laughs> wedding of Chelsea Clinton. We have a whole playlist of all the topics that we have covered. That weird, creepy painting of Bill in the blue dress with the red heels that hung in his Manhattan home, Epstein's Manhattan home. We'll put a playlist up in the cards, link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube so you can fully catch up. Uh, and again, make sure you subscribe to our podcast because although we do more fun stuff with Frankie C and J Sabs, we do, we are obsessed with this Epstein Maxwell story and we are following it whenever there's a breaking story like today. So make sure you're subscribed up wherever you're watching or listening from. There's not a lot of stuff with Trump and Epstein. There is that one video. It's sort of become the famous video because it's really the only big thing out there, which is uh, him and uh, Epstein and Trump in Mar-a-Lago, and they're watching females dance on the dance floor, young girls, women, whatever. They're dancing on the dance floor, and they're kind of pointing them out and uh, saying some whispers to each other. That's really the primary Donald Trump thing. Now, we know they knew each other, Trump and Epstein, because there's plenty of material. And again, you'll find this in past episodes. So go through our episodes where uh, Donald Trump. In fact, there's one in particular where uh, Trump makes a comment on Epstein and Prince Andrew, you know, because he says uh, there's plenty of rumors. They, they ran in the same circles, obviously, this New York high profile, wealthy uh, circle. Uh, they were obviously uh, well aware of each other, knew each other. There was some sort of relationship there, but obviously more on Bill Clinton's end. There's plenty more that has come out on Bill Clinton's end than, than Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's end. So I feel like you get this story today, and this is, a, this is a breaking story right now. This has literally just come out a few hours ago. And um, you get the story, and it's not that surprising to hear that there's a tape of Clinton out there somewhere. I feel like it's a little bit more surprising to get that tape of uh, Donald Trump. That's that's the huge one for me in this because, like I said, there's just been so much less material. There's been that one video, which has been quite old, right? Um, and this is, believe me, I am not defending either one of these gentlemen. I'm not defending anybody here. I'm just explaining to you the thought process uh, that there hasn't been anything more recent than that video of Trump and Epstein Whereas on the Clinton side of things, and this is why I'm not surprised that there's a Clinton tape, allegedly, there's been a ton of stuff. There's all those flights. There's the Chelsea wedding. There's just been a lot of stuff that's alleged secret meeting that took place uh, in the mid, it was 2014 or whatever that was, after Clinton's uh, people had said, you got to distance yourself. After Epstein was convicted the first time, Clinton's uh, advisors told him, you got to distance yourself. You can't do this. Clinton went out of his way to arrange a special meeting with Ghislaine at a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles. Again, we have that story in our past episode, so go back and check that out. Uh, but there's been so much Clinton stuff. Not a much, not as much Donald Trump stuff. There's been a lot of other Donald Trump rumors around the Russian things with the girls and all this stuff. There's been plenty of that stuff out there. But as far as... Trump Epstein, really not as much. I mean, there's been rumors, right? Obviously, Ira was hearing stuff at the time, but again, people were, it, 
this is before an election. This is that prime time where there's plenty of crazy stuff. All the people come out of the woodworks with a story. And these, you know, reporters are out there trying to figure out what's what and what's real to obviously get the person that they don't want to win to not win. So a lot of that stuff goes on, especially around it's it's all heightened around election time. So there's all that stuff going on. But again, to reiterate, not as much on Trump. So if there is really a tape that exists of Donald Trump, I feel like that would be a bigger story, but it doesn't even really matter because the point is, is according to this Ira Rosen and this conversation and what Ghislaine wound up admitting to, whether she knew it or not, whether she was just trying to be fair and not really realizing that she did confirm is that she did confirm that there were tapes out there. And I think what comes to mind first and what we all want to know since we've been all following this from the beginning is where is this material? Because we've all seen that footage of authorities raiding Epstein's Manhattan home and carrying out all sorts of hard drives and computers and all these things. We know, again, from past stories that we've reported on that we've talked about on the podcast here that, you know, there were cameras in that Manhattan home, some buried in the limestone walls, very secret. Uh, Obviously, that there's the theory out there, allegedly, don't sue us. I don't think anybody would. But uh, there's that story out there that Epstein built his empire on arranging these meetings with rich, wealthy men, underage girls, and then coming through with a con afterwards with a blackmail of, you want to keep this quiet, pay me off. Give me this, give me that. There's a lot of thought that that's how he built his wealth and connections. And so obviously you need proof, videotapes, photos, whatever. It's no surprise that this is coming out of the Epstein, uh, you know, that there would be this story, that there are tapes out there. But where are they? And why haven't we seen them? And again, we're going to break down, we're breaking down all of this. So let's get into this idea of where Ghislaine Maxwell is in her world. She's at this meeting and the idea that she had to be fair and say, if you do one, you got to do the other. If you release one tape, you got to release the other tape is almost kind of insane. I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know, that she knew. And then to take it a step further of just how lost Ghislaine is as a person, she goes, uh, Hillary is going to win anyway. If you remember at the time, well, that was the story is that Hillary was going to win. She was leading in all the polls. She was going to win the the election. So there's no point in releasing these tapes anyway. It's this idea of she's protecting this life, these people, you know, this life that she had with these people that she interacted with. Don't put that out. There's no, I know you want, you don't want Donald Trump to win, but don't worry. He's not going to win. So there's no reason, you know, to, to put this out. And oh, by the way, Epstein never told me where the tapes were, it, you know, so she's confirming that there's tapes, but 
that she doesn't even know where they are. But the thing is, is they've got to be somewhere because if you're Epstein and all of your power comes from this blackmail, you can't not have that thing that allows you to do the blackmailing. That has to be somewhere. And when he gets raided, you would think that that would come into the hands of the authorities. And if it did, if these do it really exist, it is, again, and we've said this several times throughout the course of us talking about Epstein and Maxwell. These tapes exist. If this evidence exists, and now there are two former presidents that are documented to be taking part in this man's depraved world. If there is Prince Andrew evidence, if there is allegedly allegations, don't sue me. And this hasn't been released by our government, another government. This hasn't been put to light. You're talking about one of the craziest and most insane cover-ups of all time. Of all time. I mean, there's nothing that even comes close. Aliens, JFK, conspiracy theory, assassination stuff. There's nothing that comes close to And If I found out I'm living in a Truman world and all this is fake, and everybody I know is an actor, I would be less shocked and surprised by that than, you know, finding out that this uh, this huge cover-up took place. It's, it's, a, it's massive. Now, I'm not one of these, you know, I love a conspiracy theory. I also love proof to go along with it. There's got to be some proof to go along with it. And... You know, if you are going to, if we're going to go down this road of there is like this government that would do something like this, it's, you know, there's something like my point is, is you get to a point where it's so grossly. It's such a disgusting cover-up that you almost have to continue the cover-up because you can't let, you know, the idea that you did cover it up at one point is now becomes the cover-up, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? It's like, how many times is this a, a plot point in a story where someone gets killed and then they kill somebody else just to keep the first death, you know, quiet? You know, it, it becomes that sort of a scenario. If they really had this information and kept it quiet for an extended period of time, that almost becomes the story versus what the, it was that they were covering up. So that makes me sad that if these tapes really do exist, this idea of we can never let this out uh, because it's so depraved uh, is a solid point. You know, if you're picking apart this conspiracy theory, now, I do know, and I hold out hope, and I've said this before, that at some point, all government secrets kind of tend to come out. Not all the way, not every last bit in detail, but 
we are, you know, you see the stories all the time that the government has declassified blah, blah, blah story. And here's some more details. And usually it's well after 50, 70 years, well after things have happened and taken place and it doesn't matter anymore. That's when that tends to happen. So I hold out hope that if this ever, you know, I would take that over never hearing it, never getting the confirmation at all is what I'm saying. I would hope that at some point this, this would come out and, and be proven to be true if, if it is true. Um, but it's a, a horrible thing, absolutely horrible. And, and this crosses all political lines. This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing because it obviously have both you know, involved in other governments and countries and wealthy people. Um, but, you know, to me, if Ghislaine really did say this, how this isn't a, on, how this isn't a bigger story and on everybody's, you know, mind and calls for, for authorities to release this information is beyond me. It's beyond me how that doesn't happen. You know, this, this to me is what this, and the reason why we've been following it on this podcast, because again, we do a show. If you've seen our shows, we, we like to have fun. We like to talk about other stuff, goof around and fun stories and things. But this is coming to our crosshairs, if you will. And we've been obsessed with it from day one on how some of this stuff has been able to continue to go on and happen. You know, especially during the Trump administration where, you know, if you look at the Q people and and their whole he's here to rescue and he's here to do all this. Well, this shoots that all to hell. You know, this idea that President Trump was there to to rescue uh, all these children and save the day and turn all these people over and everything like that. Well, that, by the way, never came during his first administration that some of my hardcore trump people out there uh to be fair and then uh you know the fact that it never came then and and that there uh, there may be he may be involved in it is kind of crazy let's put this out there because obviously this is a fair show i don't have any skin in the game i can care you know less what happens i i think about the vit victims i'd like them to get vindicated that's really who i'm rooting for in all this uh, this Ira Rosen is trying to sell a book. Let's go with this for it. Let's, let's dive into this. Cause again, I feel like if we didn't, we wouldn't be a respectable podcast. Um, this could all be a lie. BS buzz to drum up book sales. Um, as is the case with all of these books. So if this CBS producer, Ira Rosen, let, you know, Let's give, give that a bit of fairness, not to defend Clinton or Trump, but let's just be honest. Like, uh, you know, this guy could be just making this up to sell books to Buzz. Maybe there was a meeting. Maybe a conversation with Ghislaine did actually happen, which is kind of amazing because she really laid low for a long time. Wasn't really one to do much press. Again, you go back through our stories. There's not much in there of her wanting to talk to people. We know that at one point when Epstein was getting dragged through the mud, I believe the second time when he was arrested or when the story was starting to bubble up again, um, 
there was an email because everybody was tying Epstein to Maxwell. And we know that there was an email from Maxwell to Epstein saying, you need to say who your girlfriend is because everybody is tying us together like I'm still your girlfriend. Allegedly, they weren't together at the time. Uh, and we know this story because Maxwell said, I haven't spoken to him in like 10 years. And then we found these emails that shows that that's not true. Um, so we know that there was this story and basically, you know, Maxwell was saying, you know, she was starting to panic and Epstein was like, hey, just stay calm. You have nothing to worry about. We're going to take care of this as we always do, blah, blah, blah. My point of bringing this all up is Maxwell, not the kind of person that I would think would arrange a sit down with a 60 minutes producer. Unless, you know, there was something in it for her or she was trying to protect herself or whatever. I mean, it's not impossible, but again, I don't really see a scenario where <clears throat> a producer calls up Maxwell and she goes, oh, you want to meet for lunch? No problem, I'll be right over. Like, I don't think, you know, I'm sure Maxwell had her phone ringing off the hook. Why? Rosen got this and nobody else is a little suspect. Now, that doesn't mean that other people didn't meet with her at this time. That all could come out. And that's my same logic for the people that are like, well, Trump was president for four years. Why didn't this guy say anything then? I would bet that he probably did. I would bet that he probably pursued this for a really long time. If you're the type of reporter, producer, that will go for the story before an election. When an election happens, I don't think that's any reason to stop going after that story, especially if this meeting really did take place and she confirms that these tapes do exist, allegedly. Like, that's, that's not going to slow him down, Ira Rosen. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, why didn't he say anything sooner? I'm sure he has. I'm sure he hasn't kept this a secret, you know, um, but a lot of the times, you know, there's a billion people on Twitter and news story, the news cycle, things get lost in the shuffle all the time, all the time. And he could have said, we've heard stories, we think this and blah, blah, blah and all that. And it could have just been like, all right, whatever. Some, some, so some guy is chasing a story. That's actually not a story. Even if it is as salacious and insane as two presidents have been videotaped by the biggest child trafficker ever. It's still just a story about a guy chasing a story. So. Uh, if you're wondering, well, why haven't I heard this before? That's probably basically why. That's probably basically why that you haven't been, uh, haven't seen this before. Uh, so whether this actually happened or not, that's up to you to decide. You know, that's up to you to make that decision. Are we going to trust this Ira Rosen that he's, not just trying to sell books here. I don't know. Anybody would be suspect for a huge revelation like this, you know, to come out at the same time as the book comes out. But sometimes, like I said, that's kind of how these stories roll. This guy could have been tweeting this stuff for years and everybody was just like, ah, Ira's crazy again. Uh, but when you lay it all out with the details and the, and the, the conversation and the story and everything else, 
and then it kind of starts to take on a little bit more heaviness. By the way, it's entirely plausible how it all goes down, right? Hillary was leading at the time. You could totally see Ghislaine not wanting to be a part of any of this, you know, not wanting it to get out, whatever. And, and the fact that maybe he, like, the way it came out that he that she didn't even realize she was confirming the existence of these tapes by saying, "Hey, if you got if you're doing one, you got to do the other," you know. Plausible, it's plausible, is what I'm saying. It's it's plausible. Something like that can actually happen. Uh, where this goes from here, we'll see. But I feel like, at the very least, you would hope one would hope that this would reignite pressure on authorities to release this information. Because as I said, to circle back, we know they've taken this info out. We know his Florida residence, his New York residence was raided. We know things were confiscated. There's got to be something somewhere. And the fact that that's never going to come to light, you know, it just flat out sucks. And again, for the victims out there, We've seen some vindicating moments. There have been moments where things have been confirmed. People who were said to be liars were proven that they weren't. You know, there's been a lot of that stuff. And again, I would say go check out our playlist on YouTube. We've got all the stories. Um, so that's great. But, you know, when you sit there in, in the state that we're in, in the world, especially this country, true, there's a lot of distrust out there, right? We have distrust in our government. We have distrust in our media. We have distrust in one another. Everybody's got this thing. It's a very rough time <clears throat> to have genuine connections with one another or to trust that our government is looking out for our best interest, that the media just wants to tell stories. Um, it's hard right now and i just feel like something like this would sort of restore like if the government came out today and said yeah these tapes do exist we're obviously not going to release the graphic points but they exist we've seen them here's clips to prove that it's true would i be upset that they waited this long i would but would i forgive because they did the right thing, I would. I would. You know, it's like uh, when somebody in your family lies to you and then they come true, they come and tell you the truth. There's always that, like, I hate that you did this, but I do appreciate you coming clean about it. Um, so maybe that this story, this will create some momentum to cause the authorities to you know, confirm or deny this, I think would be great. Um, let's take the onus off the government again as we go into every little, every little uh, area of this story. What if he did erase this stuff? What if these things happened in the '90s, early 2000s? He gets arrested in what was it? 07 was that first time that he was arrested and put in the Florida jail for the West Palm Beach thing. What if after that he goes, you know what? I got to get rid of this stuff. There's no reason to for me to keep it. I've acquired my wealth. You know, I've done all, what if all the blackmailing was over? 
you know, what if, by the way, when you are blackmailing and you show that bit of evidence and you show that and you get that reputation, I'm sure there comes a point where you don't actually have to really hold on to that evidence anymore because you can just be like, hey, I'm going to pop that thing out. If you don't come come across with a couple more million dollars, you know, he had so much money at that point anyway. Maybe he did get rid of some of this stuff. You know, because if it does come out, it's as bad for him as it is for anybody else. And that's what's surprising about Maxwell here. Her saying, if you do one, you got to do the other. Hey, both of them are not a great look for her either. You know? But that being said, she would probably come out and say, well, I was a victim in all this anyway. And maybe that was that was her thought process for, you know, saying this and figuring out a way for her to wiggle away from it and wiggle out of it all anyway. I'm not entirely sure. Um, what I do know is we have been following this story for quite some time, and this is one of the bigger allegations to ever happen because, you know, like I said, plenty of Clinton stuff around there. As far as the Trump and what he did, there's that one video. There's a couple of photos. There wasn't ongoing stories. You know, that doesn't mean that he's innocent. Doesn't mean that he's guilty, but doesn't mean that he's innocent. Uh, you just never heard much of it on the Trump side. And I don't know if that's because there wasn't much, you know, fire there stoking those flames, or if there was because there was so much other stuff with Donald Trump and Russia and China and all, and being president and all that that all kind of drowned this stuff out. You know, I don't know. But... I would think if anybody came close to this, the fact that they would hold it and let him be president is crazy. The fact that they would hold it and let Clinton walk around as a free person is crazy to me. It's crazy. Uh, and finally, one more point, because we brought up the fairness of the media. It's not a great look for Ira Rosen that in this moment that they're having this conversation, it is Ghislaine Maxwell who has to be the person of moral standards and call him out and say, well, if you do one, you got to do the other. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that this guy was like, I just want the Trump tapes and nothing else. Not a great look for Ira. I know you're going to sell some books off this, my man, but, you know, that's not great. Now, one would hope that even though he was there for the Trump material, he would put out all the other stuff, but I wouldn't put it past our beautiful media out there to put out one, hold the other, and then strategically put it out at another time. By the way, a little background. I believe that we have some amazing journalists out there still. I especially want to bring this up during this Maxwell Epstein story because the work that's being done by the Miami Herald, and forgive me for not, I know there's one reporter that's been huge in this, but I'm just going to say the Miami Herald, you look it up. We don't have any of this Epstein Maxwell information without great journalists and journalism. It still exists. It's not a great time period for them. You know what I'm saying? There's obviously sides and agendas 
I'm not disputing any of that, but there are still great journalists out there, especially those on a local level, that are doing unbelievably wonderful work and uncovering a lot of the injustices in the world, and that's the whole point of media. That's why you need media. That's why I never loved, even though President Trump, you know, was treated unfairly a lot of the times, uh, sometimes deserved, sometimes not. I never loved him poo-pooing the whole media because media is super important. Again, without media, without real great journalists wanting to tell a story, we don't know anything about Epstein. This guy continues to fly under the radar and do these horrific things to these young girls without the media. So keep that in mind. Let's give credit where credit's due. Criticize where it's deserved. Give credit where credit's due. Still some great media out there. But even with that being said, you know, I wouldn't put it past anybody to be like, I will put out everything, but we're going to put this one out first, strategically at this time, to ruin this candidacy. I wouldn't put it past him for that. But again, like if you're Ira and you're digging around for this stuff, you got to be like, give me everything. Now, that's not to say that that wasn't his intention. He was there for the Trump stuff, but he wasn't going to let anything else fly under the radar. But let me destroy that argument there for a second because the other person we're talking about was married to the other person running in the election. It's not like Trump was running against some other Democrat. He was running against the wife of the other person involved in this story. You know what I'm saying? So that ain't much better. That's really not much better. Um, which, again, is why I feel like a big reason why Hillary lost. You know, is because there was all this stuff on the Clintons, not just the Epstein stuff, but a lot of rumors and buzz and speeches and all sorts of things. And I just think that became too much for her to overcome at the time. Uh, but not to lose the point of where we started with this, which is not a great look for Ira. You know, if you're down there tracking the uh, if you're trying to get a hold of the child trafficking tapes to prove this person was a huge scumbag, to be like, I like the Republican one, please, and not be like, what do you know? Give me everything. Not a great look. And again, that's not to say that those conversations didn't happen. But I mean, this is coming from him in his book. He's saying that she said these things. So, you know, it feels like it did happen that way allegedly if it did happen at all following this story for oh my goodness well over a year um this is uh you know and i, I i'm curious to see where we go from here with this story because obviously glane's awaiting trial her lawyers have been quite vocal about her situation. She's always complaining. She's losing weight. She's getting abused. They're waking her up. All this stuff is going on in the prison. Um, it feels like, you know, there is that possibility that you think maybe we can get some confirmation on this from Ghislaine. Um, Can we at least find out if she did meet this Ira? Like I would start with there. You know, I don't think Elaine is going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, right, the tapes. 
No, I said that. Like, I don't think she's going to say that, but she could at least shed some light to whether or not they did meet or not. Um, I would, I, you know, we'd be able to kind of form your opinion, form our opinion a little bit more if we knew if there was a meeting or not, you know, but she just might come out and lie on her own right and say, yeah, I never met with that guy. This guy's crazy. He's trying to sell a book. Who knows? Who knows? But with Epstein being gone, there's still, you know, one more person, a principal that's involved here. And again, you just kind of get that feeling like we, we have a chance to get a bit more information on all of this, if not for anything other than the victim's sake and our own sort of sanity. Lot on Ghislaine and Epstein. Again, we'll be following this. Should anything else break? Should more come about? I would assume that there'll be a denial from the Clinton camp. They basically, anytime anything bubbles up to the surface and gets some buzz as far as the story, they revert back to an old quote that they went on that trip and that he had nothing to do with any of them after that for quite some time. That's kind of the standard go-to move from the Clinton camp. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see that denial come to fruition. Obviously, there's not going to be anything from the Epstein side of this. So the Ghislaine uh, side is the only other thing that we can hear from. Would the president uh, comment on this? President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, comment on this? You know, uh, it would be interesting. There's obviously that exchange when somebody asked him about Epps, uh, about Maxwell. He said, I wish her well. There was that whole thing that happened. Um, I do know that uh, President Trump is going to speak at, uh, what was it, CPAC this week. He's supposedly going to speak at CPAC, um, but that is going to be charged with a lot of the Republican infighting that has been going on between he and the rest of the party. So I don't know if they'll have time to get around to this. But I always like watching these stories right around this time because it's like, will this get enough buzz? Will this bubble up to the top? If Trump is going to go speak somewhere and he's going to go call out McConnell and all these things that he's going to do, talk about Biden's uh, uh, immigration plan being terrible, if that's going to be the thing, is this something that can bubble up to the top so much that would force him to have to? comment on it or say something about it i wonder i wonder it's hard to predict a lot of these things are organic and you don't really know you know until they do happen but it is something to keep your eye on if you're watching this like when he does cpac this week is he is this going to be a big enough story that he'll be talking about this usually former presidents don't really do interviews they don't go to conferences to speak they be quiet for the entire time that the other person is president Donald Trump obviously uh, is not the typical uh, president, so he's going to break that. You know, they most presidents go to the other president's inauguration. He broke that. He's going to break the uh, the unspoken rule of former presidents not to speak while their predecessor is uh, is in office still. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but if he does speak about it, I could just see it being one of those flat out denials of, of course not. There's nothing like that exists, you know. There's also this other side of it where it's like you do wonder, like, how do these people function? You know, how how can you go out 
and run for president if something like this does exist? How could you go out and, you know, continue to do Clinton Foundation things if something like this really does exist? I guess you have to keep the public face going. Um, I guess that's sort of part of it, and that's sort of the idea. But, man, if I, you know, I mean, I don't know. If I ever was a part of something, you would think that they would just want to keep their heads down, not make public appearances. I mean, they asked Clinton, Bill Clinton to literally speak at the Democratic National Convention last year. With all of this stuff swirling around. Kind of crazy to me that they would do that. I mean, this guy still has, uh, you know, that clout in the Democratic Party, which is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. And uh, I'm interested to see what the clout is of Donald Trump in the Republican Party. I've been talking about this on the podcast a few times recently, uh, you know, between how he handled the election, how he handled the Capitol thing, not going to the inauguration. I feel like he's damaged his brand a bit with middle of the road Republicans, like Republic, like the middle of people that would have voted for Bernie or would have voted for Donald. It didn't matter to them because they wanted something different. Those people, obviously hardcore Republicans, not ever going to change their mind, but the middle of the road people that would sway either way and sway toward Donald because he was something different. I feel like he's damaged his rep, the way he's handled uh, the entire last year of his presidency, which got progressively worse from election day on. I feel like he's damaged his rep with those people and those swing votes are super important, but I don't know. You know, it's something that you, you, you don't, you're not going to really know until you see uh, genuinely how how the people react to these situations. You know, you just, uh, you just don't know. You just don't know. So a lot to follow, a lot to learn over the next couple of days and weeks. Again, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, Facebook. We're on Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We're on all the major podcast networks. Um, you know, that's something I talked about, by the way, with Dylan Howard. Dylan Howard and I did an interview. He wrote a whole book about uh, Epstein. It's a great book if you're interested in it. We had a great uh, interview. It's in our Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein playlist on YouTube. You can just search Dylan Howard, Anthony on air. It'll come up. Um, but I asked him that in that interview. Like, how does Clinton still, how like, I know these are all allegations. I know innocent until proven guilty, but there is a lot, a lot out there. How, like I, like if you were in one or two pictures, if you did one or two things with Epstein, I could see you claiming like, hey, I didn't know anything and we did that thing and now there's nothing. But in, in Clinton's case, in uh, Wexner's case, like there's a few people out there that are so, Ghislaine, there's a few people out there that are so tied into him there is no way you can claim you knew nothing or that you didn't, you, you did not, you know, to claim you didn't partake. Okay. But to claim you didn't know anything like, come on, come on. How are they continuing to peddle Clinton out there as this, you know, power player in the democratic party? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. 
It's crazy. You know? It's just insane. I don't know. Again, we've kind of lost our minds in a lot of aspects of the world, I guess. So, uh, all right, we'll leave it there. The Dylan Howard stuff. All the latest with Ghislaine Maxwell, by the way. We've been following a lot of it. The latest deposition that was released. Um, the Annie Farmer stuff. Uh, you know, all the real stories we have in the playlist, even to some of the crazy things that Epstein was spotted in his New Mexico ranch. We have that story. We got it all. The Doug Band stuff, telling the Clintons to end their relationship with Maxwell. All of it, from the most crazy and preposterous to the real serious and hardcore new stuff coming out of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's upcoming trial, which is happening in July. We're all over it. Subscribe to the channel. Get future notifications. Hit that bell over there on YouTube and uh, share this around. Let everybody know that we're uh, covering these uh, crazy stories that are going on. And in our regular podcast, just so you know, we do also do some fun stuff. Goof around, stories of the day, that kind of thing. So appreciate you guys watching or listening. Thanks so much for doing so. Thanks for sharing, for liking the videos on Facebook and YouTube, for rating us on Apple Podcasts. Truly appreciate it. Get all our links and information over at anthonyonair.com. Want to thank our show sponsor, who are always so kind and generous to us, Hero Soap Company. These guys make soap right here in the USA. This is a veteran-owned company. When you buy a bar of this soap, they actually send a bar over to the troops. So every time you buy a bar, you're literally helping somebody in our armed forces who are defending our freedoms get some soap. And I know what you're thinking. Don't they get soap anyway being in the military? No, they don't. They got to buy their own stuff. But these guys over here coming out of the USA are making great soap and it's going over to our active uh, military members, which is just extraordinary. By the way, they do take it a step further. Our pals over at Hero Soap Company and uh, they take a little bit more money out of their profits and they donate it to charities that build homes mortgage-free for veterans. Veteran-owned company, they're top-notch. Their soap's great. Their story's even better. I love them so much. Uh, go and uh, grab some Hero Soap Company if you feel like doing something good and getting an amazing product at the same time. They also have this wonderful thing called a subscription. And you can save 20% off on that by using the promo code Anthony right now. When you click the link in the description of this episode, they will send you however much soap that you use in a month. You just pick how much and what, you know, what scents that you want. You want lavender, you want spearmint, you want peppermint and cool. You pick it all out, you set it all up, and they just keep sending you soap whenever. And uh, that's their subscription service. And you can save 20% off right now with the promo code Anthony. Appreciate you guys watching or listening. As I said, you can even get a link to Hero Soap and everything else at anthonyonair.com. We'll catch you on the next one.